welcome back to the Ashcraft Minecraft Podcast. I'm your host, Asher, and today we'll be reading Chapter 16 of Minecraft Dungeons Rise of the Arch Illager by Matt Forbeck. But before we get into that, let's just do a quick recap on the last chapter. In Chapter 15, Archie saved the Illager tribe or the illager raiding party from the necromancer and after that he invited walda to stay at his fortress and once he cleaned it up he was all happy with what he had and the illagers weren't coming so he decided to create the the fiery forge and make his first new redstone golem so I'm very excited to see what happens in chapter 16. So let's dive right in. Chapter 16. Archie left the new redstone golem at Fiery Forge with orders to start preparing raw materials for more of its own kind. To that end, It would have to carve out as much redstone as it could find and place it into the mold. As it found more, it would stack up the extra next to the mold for later use. Archie would have to return to imbue the new redstone golems with life. That was something only the orb could manage. Perhaps you should stay here and oversee the operation. Archie knew all that was true, but it couldn't be helped. He had to return to High Block Heap before the Illagers arrived there. He didn't trust them alone near the place, especially Thord. The last thing he needed was to get there and discover that someone else had stolen his seat at the top of the Obsidian Pinnacle. You mean your throne? Archie honestly hadn't thought of the chair like that before. To him... It had only been a place to sit while he stared into the Orb of Dominance. Thrones were meant for rulers. You are a ruler. That felt wrong. Didn't rulers have subjects? People they ruled over? Without those, how could anyone be a ruler? Just ruling over the redstone golems in High Block Keep didn't seem to qualify. Your subjects will arrive at your keep soon. Archie frowned at that. He wasn't sure Walda would agree to make him the leader of the Illager tribe so easily. She hadn't seen him since she'd banished him from the tribe. Once the story of how he'd saved the raiding party reached her, perhaps she would change her mind. It was a long way from admitting you were wrong about someone to handing over your entire tribe to him, though. You don't need her endorsement. The Illagers will follow you. Archie hoped the Orb of Dominance was right. He climbed back on top of the redstone golem that had brought him there and set off back toward home. When they returned to High Block Keep, no one was waiting for them. However, Archie could see a large group of people marching toward them through the desert to the south. That had to be the Illagers. And from the look of them, they must have brought the entire tribe, exactly as he'd hoped. Archie lowered the drawbridge and entered the keep. 
he went down to the dungeons and retrieved the rest of the redstone golems. They joined him back at the drawbridge in plenty of time. Archie wanted to show the illagers his strength, or some of it, at least, without actually hurting anyone. The redstone golems seemed like the best way to manage that. He was used to hanging around with them now, and they still impressed him. He knew how the illagers would see them. It was late in the day when the illagers finally arrived. Archie was bored of waiting for them by then, and he sat leaning up against one of the redstone golems until the tribe was in shouting distance. Then he pushed himself to his feet and held his staff topped with the orb of dominance before him. Walda walked at the force, the entire tribe trailing in her wake. They carried everything they had with them, ready to put down stakes wherever they liked, or had to, for the night. They looked weary, but generally did whenever they were traveling. They had probably crossed the entire desert to get there, after all. Welcome to Highblock Keep, Archie called out as they neared. A low cheer went up from the approaching illagers. Archie noticed that neither Walda nor Thord, who appeared from behind her, joined in that particular bit of fun. They seemed less relieved to have made it there than they were concerned. They both wore extremely serious looks, and Walda cut off the celebration with a harsh glance backward at the others. The illagers remained silent until they reached the end of the drawbridge. At that point, most of them spread out in a semicircle around the, in, around the entrance, while Walda and Thord stepped forward to speak with Archie. They did not smile at him or embrace him. This was not a family reunion or the greeting of a prodigal son. This was business, and they did not seem happy about it at all. Hello, Archie. Walda said in a grim and proper tone. She met his eyes as if she meant to kneel, as if she meant for him to kneel to her. I understand we have you to thank for the survival of our raiding party. Archie tried to be magnanimous about this inarguable fact. As he met her gaze, he stood up as straight and as tall as he could manage. They would have been wiped out for sure. I was happy to help. I was happy to help. How fortunate that you happened to be in the area, she said. This she said this in a way that implied it could not possibly have been a coincidence. The glare that Thord shot Archie from over her shoulder convinced him that Thord might have spent the last couple days pouring such a such poison in her ear. I only wish I could have gotten there sooner. I spotted the trouble from my, uh, observation post on the top of the obsidian pinnacle. He gestured behind himself to the very peak of the near, of the rear section of Highblock Keep. It took me a while to reach the raiding party from there. So, is this supposed to be your home? Thord said in a sneering, in sneering disbelief as he gazed up at the structure. He couldn't help but marvel at it. But that only added to his belief that no one so far beneath him as Archie could possibly own such a place. As little as he wanted to be impressed by Archie, he still didn't emerge from behind Walda.
keeping her between himself and Archie at all times. It is. Archie wasn't about to argue at the point or dignify that or dignify Thord's doubts. If the elder wanted to take Highblock Keep from Archie, he was welcome to try. Even if he could somehow manage all the illagers behind him, he would fare no better. Now you're getting it. Archie chuckled to himself as he surveyed the other illagers. They seemed overawed at the very sight of Highblock Keep, the Redstone Golem Guards, the Orb-Headed Staff, and even, maybe especially, Archie himself. None of them would question his authority. If there was one thing that Illagers suspected, it was strength. And Archie had plenty of it on display. The regular Illagers instinctively gravitated toward that. If they had come here on their own, they would already be pledging their loyalty to Archie. The only thing stopping them were Walda and Thord. They wore their defiance in their posture. They were proud illagers, unwilling to bend for anyone. Well, at least Thord was, but he'd always been a bully, and a fool. No one had ever successfully stood up to him, and because of his magic and the reputation he cultivated, he had few had even tried. They were just happy to watch him pick on someone like Archie rather than on them. Thord had climbed up the ranks of the tribe's hierarchy by carefully choosing his battles. He hit the people above him when they were at their weakest. It would only be a matter of time before he came for Walda. Everyone knew it, knew it including her. But now, Archie had leapfrogged ahead of them all. Even if Thord was an idiot, Walda was smart enough to know when she was beat. She favored Archie with the edge of a smile. I would like to thank you for your good deeds. As I understand it, your offer of hospitality. It was no trouble at all. Archie didn't mention how dismayed he'd been at losing some of his redstone golems in the battle. With Fiery Forge up and running, he hoped he'd recover from the setback soon enough. He decided to press ahead. I'd like to invite you and the rest of my fellow illagers to join me in High Block Keep. Those who do, I promise to keep housed and fed, and as safe as these walls can make them. That, he realized, as the word left his mouth, wasn't enough. The illagers were proud, were a proud people, and they didn't care nearly as much for comfort as they did for power. As if he was to, if he was to lead them, he would have to show them not that he could care for them but that he could bring them to the greatest glories they had ever seen. He would have to promise them the world. Together, we can destroy any who would oppose us. We can grind the villagers down and put them in their places. We can gather all of this land's riches for ourselves. Together, we can conquer the whole of the land. Archie repressed a gasp of surprise as he made this pronouncement. The idea that the Illagers would be able to take over the overworld from the sea was radical enough. But that he would be the one to lead them? They cannot do it without you. Archie allowed himself a knowing smile, and then he let Walda and, the, and Thord bathe in it. 
If you follow me, I can promise you the greatest, for which our people will have always destined, but that has escaped us so far. The days of our losses and the and the hands at the hands of even the most powerful of heroes are over. We will crush our foes and drive them before us. We will claim their riches as our own. He paused for a moment to let his words sink in. Under my leadership, no one will stand before us ever again. The assembled illagers raised their voices and pumped up their fists in a resounding cheer. This is exactly the sort of thing they wanted to hear. And they didn't care whose mouth the words fell from. Walta pursed her lips as she considering as she considered this. Impressed, she had known she had to have known that something like this offer had been coming. But perhaps she wasn't quite convinced that she should take it yet. In any case, she wanted to let her reactions play out for the other illagers to see. Thord, on the other hand, wasn't quite cunning enough to see there was even the remotest chance of Archie's triumph. He assumed that, like himself, Walla would never give up power unless it was taken from her. He snickered at Archie in anticipation of Walda laughing in the smaller illager's face. The changing of the leadership of our tribe is not some trifle to be handed lightly, Walda said carefully. The fate of all our people is bound to that of our leader, and it has been my honor to carry this tr- the tribe's compass as we've navigated our way through this world on our own terms. Thord glanced about, ready to crow in delight at the smackdown he saw coming in Archie's way. Walda heard him fidgeting over her shoulder and silenced him with an ice-cold glance. He stared at her in abject horror as he realized that he had made a terrible mistake in his judgment. "'You have clearly risen fast in this world and come to possess amazing power all on your own,' Walda said to Archie. "'I do not wish to question your good fortune, especially when you have been kind enough to offer to let your people share in it. That's especially generous of of you, given your banishment.' Smiles grew on the rest of the illagers' faces as they realized that Walda had judged the direction of the tribe's temper properly. Several of them began shouting in savage delight. We accept your offer, Walda said with as little resentment as she could manage. Where you go, we shall follow. Thord actually fell to his knees in despair and seemed about to start wailing and complaining about the unfairness of it all. The rest of the illagers, though, saw him and thought he was bending the knee to their new ruler. Taking their cue from his apparent display of humility, they fell on their knees next to him. This all happened in back of Walda, who stood at the front of the illager tribe. She had ignored Thord when he collapsed, not waiting to reward his theatrics by giving him any attention. But when she heard the rest of the tribe fall to their knees, she let out a little gasp of surprise. Walda glanced behind her on both sides and saw that she remained the only illager still standing before Archie. In spite of that, 
She stayed standing, spreading her arms as wide, as if she were presenting the other illagers to Archie. You cannot allow such defiance. Archie's eyes flashed with anger. He understood that Waldo was a proud illager, one who had let the one who had led the tribe for as long as he could remember. But if she wanted to remain in his good graces, she would eventually have to bend the knee. Maybe he should have struck her down then to make his point. But Archie was too stunned at the obeisance of the others to let his temper overtake him. A huge grin threatened to spread itself across his face, but he bit his cheeks to prevent it from taking over. This was a solemn moment, not a time for gloating, and he needed to take this transfer of power very seriously if he wanted the other villagers to do so as well. No matter. She will come around. Give the rest of them some time on their knees to absorb the import of this day. Archie took a full minute to relish the moment. In his wildest fantasies, he'd never imagined anything as incredible as this. To become the leader of the entire tribe? To have that power handed over to him willingly? It blew his mind. It had been wild enough to come across the Orb of Dominance and the Redstone Golems inside the Hollow Mountain, and then from there to construct High Block Keep. But that had been a lonely triumph with no one to witness it. To have the bulk of his tribe on their knees? Acknowledging his ascendancy? That was priceless. You still think that was all an accident? Random chance played no part in it. Archie wasn't sure what he thought about that. It was easier to believe that he'd just gotten lucky. That way meant there were no real expectations of him, from himself or anyone else. If it all fell apart the next day, he could say that he had a, an amazing ride and was only sorry that it in, inevitably had to end. But if he was truly destined for greatness, he had a responsibility to rise to that challenge. It wouldn't be enough to simply move his tribe into High Block Keep, just so they could live like peasants in his palace. He had to develop goals, lofty, ambitious goals, and drive them all to it. Yes, that's perfect. Archie allowed himself a self-satisfied smirk, only for a fleeting moment, and then raised his staff before himself so that his people could bear witness to it as the symbol, at least, of his power. Rise, he told them. With you at my back, there is nothing I cannot do. There is no prize we cannot have. This entire land and everything in it will be ours. The illagers shot to their feet, roars of approval erupting from their lips. Only Thord and Walda were less than full-throated in their approval, but even they managed to join in. Walda stood there, unmoving, until the last echoes of the roar had lied down. Then she walked toward him to offer him her hands. As he took them, she towered over Archie, 
but she suddenly seemed much smaller than he. As you say, so it shall be, she uttered to him in the most formal tone he'd ever heard from her lips. You need only to point us in the right direction, and we shall fight whatever stands in our way. You know where you need to lead them. It took Archie only a moment to ponder the orb's words, and the answer to that mystery popped straight into his head. Enter High Block Keep, he said, as he stepped aside, and swept his arms toward the far end of the drawbridge and what stretched beyond it. Rest and heal, drink and dine, and prepare yourselves for our greatest battle yet. He allowed a vicious smile of triumph to play over his face for all to see. For soon we will conquer the village and all the people in it. Wow, that is the end of chapter 16. I am very surprised that Archie is now the leader of the Illagers. And... Like he said, they will conquer the village and everyone in it. But what about Yumi, that farmer that he met from Squid Coast? Will he turn on her? Or will he realize that he should continue doing good and not bad? Well, I hope we'll see in Chapter 17. But until then, I'm your host, Asher, and this is the Ashcraft Minecraft Podcast. Peace!